turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. It is 6.34 on the Bruce Hooley Show. There has been, as you know, very, 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 very spirited debate about COVID-19. We shared the heartbreaking tale with you earlier this week about a 19-year-old freshman at Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois, an Ohio girl, beautiful young girl, um, had COVID, recovered, got the vaccine, started having problems, and the problems were so dire she needed a heart transplant. She had the transplant, and her post-surgical recovery went south, and she died. Uh, These stories are anecdotal, of course, but they happen, and when it is a young life like that that is snuffed out, it is incredibly tragic. Um, We have had myriad data reported about COVID and many different contentions made about vaccines. I was struck on Monday night by a tweet from Marty McCarry of Johns Hopkins, a doctor who has been quoted widely in conservative media about the vaccine. Marty McCarry saying the World Health Organization had issued a pause on vaccines for teenagers. I looked later that night for the story on the news. It wasn't anywhere. I had to use a different search engine than Google to find it. And I'm not usually of the mindset that, you know, first of all, does big tech censor? I'm sure they do. Because I've had two or three things since then that I've noticed, well, I can't find that on Google. One of them was the political affiliation of the NFL football player, Carl Nassib, who came out as homosexual. I Googled Carl Nassib political affiliation. Google, nothing, nothing. You go to Bing or DuckDuckGo, and right there it is. So it's odd. I don't understand why Google would play that game, because you're going to be found out. You're going to be found out, and you look worse getting caught than you do doing it. But at any rate, there was nothing about the World Health Organization pause. And now it appears that the CDC... And specifically, the head of the CDC, Rachel Walensky, is saying things that also don't match up with data on the CDC website about youth and vaccines. Here is Rachel Walensky. To just put this in perspective, if we have a group of 12 to 17-year-olds who are uh, working to vaccinate over the next four months, and we can vaccinate a million of them, which would be great strides, over the next four months, we could expect 30 to 40 of these mild, self-limited cases of myocarditis. And for that, if we were to vaccinate all one million, we would avert 8,000 cases of COVID, 200 hospitalizations, 50 ICU stays, and one death. And so we weigh the risks as well as the benefits, these extraordinary benefits of vaccines. Okay, so I get it. She's making the point that, you know, some bad things will happen, but the numbers are minuscule. One death out of a million, nothing to worry about. But she left out the 200 hospitalizations. That's 
what the data on the website says. She said 30 to 40 will have mild instances of myocarditis. You know what other piece of data is on their website that she left out? That 25,000 of them among every 100,000, so one in four, will have some side effects. That's kind of an important piece of data. If you're a young person looking at the CDC for, is this vaccine safe? I would want to know. Well, I'm going to have some side effects. One out of four. That's not very uncommon. She neglected to say that. And every time they do this, every time they kind of fudge the numbers, it leads to this viewpoint that, what are they hiding? Like, why are they in such a big hurry to get my young kids vaccinated? And the other thing that's super curious to me is we still don't have a scientific opinion on what kind of condition you're in if you had COVID and your body manufactured its own antibodies, its own adjustment, its own cure, its own trump card for COVID. How do we not have that? The only reason we don't have that is because there's been no concerted effort by the scientific community to find that out, and there's been no effort by most of the mainstream media, if not all of the mainstream media, and I indict conservative media on this too, getting an answer to that question. Now, Dr. Robert Malone is the guy who invented messenger RNA technology. That's the kind of technology that's behind the Moderna vaccine and the Pfizer vaccine, the two-shot vaccines that are imp- that are approved for emergency use here in the U.S. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine uses a different technology. It's kind of an old, and old doesn't mean bad, it just means old. It's an older type technology. It's more like routine vaccine technology. Messenger RNA is basically a code that when your body is vaccinated, the messenger RNA tells the cells in your body, hey, we got a problem here. You need to make something to fix this, okay? So the messenger RNA, it appears, is not much of a problem except in young people. Here is Dr. Robert Malone talking about that and the risks of young people being vaccinated. Uh, He appeared on the Tucker Carlson show. Do you have concerns about these vaccines for people who aren't at great risk? Yes. Uh, I think that uh, one of my concerns are that uh, we are the government is not being transparent with us about what those risks are. And so uh, I'm of the opinion that people have the right to decide whether to accept vaccine or not, especially since these are experimental vaccines. This is a fundamental right having to do with uh, clinical research ethics. And uh, so my concern is that I know that there are risks, uh, but we don't have access to the data, and the data haven't been captured rigorously enough so that we can accurately assess those risks. And therefore, for folks like uh, your audience, you and me, uh, we don't really have the information that we need to make a reasonable decision. So that's very odd to me. 
And I know it's been politicized, and I know there are all kinds of conspiracy theories that it does this and that. And, but it's bothersome to me that we can't get any kind of an answer because I don't know why we wouldn't want an answer on how long do the vaccines last or how long do my natural antibodies last. Those seem to be pretty reasonable questions to me. Um, Dr. Robert Malone when he said you're not at high risk, if you're a young person, here's the thing. Rachel Walensky can say and make it sound like it makes perfect sense. Only one in a million will die. That's her statement. One in a million. Okay, fine. How many will die from COVID without a vaccine? That's what you have to compare it to. How many young people, because she's saying one out of a million will die, 50 will be in the ICU, 200 will be hospitalized. And it'll prevent 8,000 cases. Now, of those 8,000 cases, will 200 of them need to be hospitalized if they're not vaccinated? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe yes. But that's the number you need to compare it. See, it's easy to throw out the numbers and say, oh, if we get a million vaccinated, you know, we'll keep 8,000 people from getting COVID. Well, what if 8,000 kids get COVID? Does anything happen? Do any of them die? Because if any of them If none of them die, then why would you sacrifice one for the vaccine? That makes no sense. So they don't give you the information you need to make a decision. So uh, Tucker Carlson had one follow-up question for Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of messenger RNA technology. The largest population in America being forced to take the vaccines right now are college students, kids between 18 and 22, a huge number of whom have already had and recovered from COVID, very few of whom stats show will die from COVID. For that population, particularly those who've already had the virus, do the benefits outweigh the risks, in your view? I have a bias that uh, the benefits probably don't outweigh the risks in that cohort. But unfortunately, the risk-benefit analysis is not being done. So that's one of my other objections, is that we toss around these words risk-benefit analysis casually, as if it's a very deep science. It's not. Um, normally, uh, at this stage, the CDC ACIP would have performed those risk-benefit analyses. They would be data-based and uh, science-based. They're not right now. They're, uh, it's kind of a little bit of the seat of the pants, and that I really object to. So you ask me, uh, do I think the, risks, uh, um, the risk-benefit ratio is appropriate for this age cohort? The truth is I can't really say. But uh, certainly I can say that the risk-benefit ratio for those 18 and below doesn't justify vaccines, and there's a pretty good chance that it doesn't justify vaccination in these very young adults. So that is the view of the guy who helped invent messenger RNA technology. Again, I'm not telling you don't get your kids vaccinated. I don't make calls like that. You guys make the call. I just try to arm you with the information. Uh, The information for business owners that you need to know is auinfo.com. They're your ally, not just a friend, not just an acquaintance, not just somebody that you reach out to now and then. That's the other thing with auinfo.com. Of course, they'll line up great options for you when it comes to benefits coverage for your employees. Maybe you want to go all the way across the board, life, vision, dental, health, disability. Maybe you want to offer just health. Maybe you want to offer a combination of those. AUI can put all of that together for you, save you the research time. Okay, so that's extremely valuable. What do you have to pay for that? Nothing. Come on, Bruce, give me the truth. Nothing. 
because there are many, many businesses that want to do business with you. And so they pay AUI. You don't. Okay. You also get with a partnership with AUI, where they're basically just a research arm for you, you get access to their dedicated HR specialist. So you don't have to pay that for that. And you get the all the training for your employees. So a lot of too good to be trues out there. This one is is good, very good, but not too good to be true because it's true. So you're silly if you don't avail yourself of their free service. Free to you, not free to the companies because the companies want you as a customer. AUIinfo.com, AUIinfo.com. And then you'll have an access to them ongoing because they'll stay in touch with you. They'll continue to ask what can what can they do, what can they help. I, I honestly truly don't know all the aspects of their business, but I know that this is the one that most business owners are going, what a deal. Like, I'm so glad you told me about this. Yes. So auiinfo.com is the number, AU, the number, the web address, auiinfo.com. It's a chat feature. Just type it in and they'll a- answer your questions. You want to call them on the phone? You can. You want to go in, in their office? You can. You want to do a Zoom meeting? You can do that. Whatever suits your fancy, suits your needs, auiinfo.com is all about it. auiinfo.com. Now, how fast was Tiger Woods going when he wrecked his car on a California freeway on February the 23rd? We have the answer, and we'll give it to you next on The Bruce Woolley Show. Six fifty one, Bruce Hooley Show, Larry Elder, top of the hour. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Tiger Woods, as you know, has been recovering from a bad car accident in California, and he was on his way to a video session, shooting a commercial, I believe. Aaron, refresh my memory on this. It was early morning in California. He was on his way to a golf course to meet. It wasn't. Dr- Oh, it was uh, Justin Herbert, the quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers. He was going to meet at a golf course to shoot a commercial. Okay. I knew he was shooting something. I don't know if I ever He'd been with Drew Brees the day before, I think. So he's on a divided highway with a median in the center going around a slight curve. Have you seen the numbers, how fast he was going? No. Oh, 45-mile-an-hour zone. Hyundai Genesis. He had played, I think, in the Genesis, the Genesis Invitational. How fast do you think he was going? Um, His car hit the median, which is what I thought. He got a tire on the median. So he was going. Uh, let's see. I saw the wreckage. Yeah. Saw the road. 45 zone. 45 zone. 87. Between 84 and 87 miles an hour. Uh, hmm. Wow. And was still doing 75 when it hit the tree. He's lucky to be alive. He is very lucky to be alive. Uh, they say they found no signs of impairment and have no evidence he was using his cell phone when the crash occurred at 7.12 a.m. in an area where there have been a fair amount of uh, accidents before because you know the road curves and people probably tend to speed. It's California, after all. Uh, authorities say Tiger Woods did not receive preferential treatment from authorities, they did not conduct a blood test on him. Does that raise a flag with you? Do you think that you crash into a tree at 7.12 in the morning going uh, fast, signs of going fast? Do you think they would not perform a blood test on Aaron Light or Bruce Hooley? 
possible that it had to do with his celebrity. Mm-hmm. I'd say. No field sobriety test administered. Of course, the man was debilitated. You can't make him stand up and walk a straight line. Right. No citations were issued, and they did not pursue a warrant to review his phone. Are we still buying the no special treatment viewpoint of the police? Yeah. What city was this? Uh, some suburban L.A. Okay. City. Probably a sheriff's department that was investigating. Yeah, Los Angeles County Sheriff. Mm. Hmm? Captain Jim Powers says there was no evidence, no need to do that. There's two factors, the speed and the failing to maintain the straight course of the curvature of the roadway. That's it. Nothing from a cell phone to indicate any type of distracted driving. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Will he ever play competitive golf again? Tee it up. I got to I got to narrow this down for you. Tee it up in a PGA Tour event and play and walk all 72 holes. So play, walk, Make the cut and play 72 holes. You don't have to win. You don't have to play top 10. Play, walk, 72 holes. Yes or no? Are you including the Masters? Uh, Sure. I'll include the Masters. Then yes. You say he'll play in a Masters. Yeah. I tend to think you might be right on that because he doesn't have to qualify. He's got a lifetime exemption. Lifetime exemption, yes. What is he, a four-time winner of the Masters? At least. Something like that. At least. Uh, The uh, North Carolina State Wolfpack is in the College World Series, and they are up against it. They are three wins away from capturing the College World Series title, but they are down to 13 players for today's game against Vanderbilt because COVID. You know it. That's right. Uh, They had a bunch of guys test, and so they are down to four pitchers and nine position players. So the Iron Men from the NC State Wolfpack will have to get it done today against Vanderbilt. Uh, today in woke sports, two ESPN commentators are under fire. Uh, Jalen Rose, former Michigan Wolverine, Fab Fiver. Upon the naming of Cleveland Cavalier Kevin Love to the U.S. Olympic basketball team. Did you see what Jalen Rose had to say about that, Aaron? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. He said, don't be scared. He said, Kevin Love is a token pick on the team because he's white. Don't be scared to make an all-black team representing the United States of America. I'm disappointed by that. Uh, Had Jalen Rose bothered to check the roster of the 2016 U.S. Olympic men's basketball team, he would have found that they did have an all-black roster. Yeah, what a stupid statement. <laughs> oh, but there's more. Who's scared? Like, oh, uh, I'm scared. <laughs> we have to put Kevin Love on the team. I don't know. Uh, Jay Williams of ESPN uh, earlier this week tweeted his congratulations to the Boston Celtics on, he said, naming their first head coach of color in 75 years. Slight problem with that. The Boston Celtics have had six African-American head basketball coaches in their history. Six. Jay, what do you think Jay Williams' excuse was for being horribly, awfully, totally wrong on that, Aaron? 
I don't know. What excuse do you think he gave? Legally blind? No. Better. <laughs> His Twitter was hacked. His Twitter was hacked. So this is how nefarious hackers are. They will shut down a pipeline that supplies gasoline to the eastern seaboard. They will compromise the meat supply all over the United States and Canada. And their third objective is not the power grid, not the U.S. heating oil supply, but they will get a marginal ESPN basketball analyst and tweet about an NBA coaching hire that is grossly racially insensitive and incorrect. That is what they that is what Vladimir Putin's hackers in Mother Russia are up to. All right, well we got the meat. We got the gas. All right, now it's time to go after Jay Williams and get that Boston Celtic tweet out there. Oh, file that under today in crazy. Uh, I've enjoyed commiserating with you this week. Uh, say a prayer for our city. We really need it.